Hello and welcome to Parkinson's Life, the monthly podcast offering a voice to the global Parkinson's community. I'm Laura Smith, editor of Parkinson's Life magazine, and each month we'll be bringing together two people with experience of Parkinson's to share their stories. Through lively, open and honest conversation, we'll be exploring life with the condition, discussing some of the challenges and sharing ideas on how to live well with Parkinson's. Parkinson's Life is supported by the European Parkinson's Disease Association, Europe's only Parkinson's disease umbrella body. For up-to-date research and information about living well with Parkinson's, visit epda.eu.com. This month, we're bringing together two people who live with Parkinson's and are also parents. Alison Topperwine is a blogger and communications manager who has competed on American Ninja Warrior. She lives with her nine-year-old daughter, Emma, in Houston, in the US. Larry Gifford is a Canada-based broadcaster and presenter of the podcast, When Life Gives You Parkinson's. He lives in Vancouver with his wife, Rebecca, and nine-year-old son, Henry. In a wide-ranging and sometimes emotional conversation, they share their experiences of family life with Parkinson's. Well, hi, Larry. I'm Allison Tupperwine. I'm 41. I live in Houston, Texas, and I'm the Director of Communications for Baylor College of Medicine's Cancer Center, and I'm a mother of a beautiful nine-year-old daughter. Oh, well, hello, Allison. I uh, am Larry Gifford. I have a beautiful nine-year-old son, Henry, and a, a lovely wife, Rebecca. Uh, we live in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, where I am a, a radio executive. I oversee two radio stations, and I, I work with uh, radio and TV talent uh, and coaching them on their performance. Uh, I'm certainly uh, not the exercise fiend that you are. I've avoided exercises as, as long as I possibly can in my life, and Parkinson's has shoved it into my face, uh, and so I do it begrudgingly, but uh, it does help for sure. Uh, how, did, how did you get from diagnosis to American Ninja Warrior? Like, was Emma involved in that? Basically, I went to the doctor. I was recommended to go to a movement disorder specialist in Houston. The first thing out of his mouth is, you need to start moving. Exercise is the only thing proven to slow the progression. So that was out of all of my life. I had recently separated, got divorced, moved out and sold my home, had to move back in with my father, had to work for my father because I didn't have a job, all of these things. And then five months from separating to the end of the year, New Year's Eve, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. So my life was completely out of control. For me, my rock bottom was just an emotional rock bottom where, you know, I had all of these factors in my life spiraling out of control. So when faced with all of that and the doctor looks at me and tells me the one thing that can help me the most is something that I can directly control, I jumped on that like it was going out of style. Like I, I <laughs> got, got on that real quick. I was diagnosed in August of 2017 uh, with young onset Parkinson's and probably had the symptoms for eight years before that, and we just didn't know what was going on. When I was diagnosed, Henry was seven years old. 
Uh, he has a mild intellectual disability, so he, he's a couple years behind his peers. So it's harder for him to grasp abstract ideas. So hearing that his dad had Parkinson's disease, he just knew he was, I was sick and he was afraid I was going to die. And so and it's still an ongoing conversation with Henry to this day where every now and again I go, are you going to be around when I'm 16? You know, or, uh, well, you're going to be dead then. Uh, so he still has this concept that because I'm sick, I'm going to die. And, and that just breaks, breaks my heart. How old is he now? He's nine. And, uh, you know, still curious and, 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 and really into, uh, you know, we've involved him as much as we can. So like one of his jobs is uh, like just the other day, we were at a restaurant and my hand was shaking. And he goes, Dad, your hand's shaking. Just giving him the job to notice when things are different uh, makes him feel involved. And I was at a fundraiser that was not Parkinson's related the other day, and I came home, and he goes, did you raise a lot of money for Parkinson's? I said, no, this wasn't for Parkinson's, son. He goes, oh, I thought it was going to be for Parkinson's. So he, he's very aware of what's going on. Uh, he just hasn't grasped it fully. Well, my daughter is nine, and she's dyslexic, but she's fully aware of the fact that mommy has Parkinson's and she shakes, but she doesn't understand the entire scope of it. And personally, I don't feel that I should tell her what could happen because it's not a definite. Yeah, that's the hardest part, Allison. I mean, what is going to happen? We no, None of us can say for sure. So we just have to take it day by day. And, and for, on a given day, you know, I might be able to get down on the floor and play with him, but then the next day I can't. And he has a hard time understanding that. So what we've what we've started to do is a, you know, because I used to play for an hour with Legos with him or with Thomas the Train or whatever. And so he was used to that. And now after five minutes, I'm, I may just be, you know, rigid and stiff and sore and um, and so, uh, is it a five minute day or is it a 10 minute play or is it a 15 minute play? And so we kind of set some, uh, some guidelines on how much time, well, we, we get to play this time. Uh, and, and he, he seems to accept that, but you know, he, he, he just wants his dad. He doesn't care necessarily that I have Parkinson's half the time. Do you ever find that he holds your hand when, when it's shaking to try and make it stop? Oh yeah. Because I'm a... D- Emma does that a lot. In fact, uh, we were uh, we were at the, at the barber shop on Saturday morning, and my legs were going a little little uh, rapid, and my arm was shaking. And he's like, "Dad, stop it!" He w- he was getting embarrassed. And I'm like, oh, well, "I can't. If I could stop it, I would." <laughs> when you were diagnosed and that was going on, what did you see as your future? Like, what what was your fear as you were? diagnosed and you saw Emma there and you're like, oh my gosh, what what's going to happen? What were you thinking? Who's going to raise my baby? Now, Emma has a daddy and he's involved and we co-parent, but nobody can raise your baby like you can. So you mentioned with your son that you guys have that quality time together. And this little girl has seen her mom overcome. She has witnessed and been there through everything. And she is learning things that I couldn't possibly teach her any other way, much less someone else. I think you would agree that Henry is learning astounding lessons from you that no one else could teach him in no other way. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's overcoming adversity. It's 
you know, teaching him empathy and philanthropy and all sorts of, of lessons. And he's meeting all sorts of people that shake and jive <laughs> all sorts of different ways. And they're just people, you know, looking, looking at people as people and seeing their soul and, and their heart as opposed to the outside. I think that's really valuable lessons he's learning as he's going through this journey with me and my wife, Rebecca. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a family affair. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky because I, I have a, a wife. She and I are co-parenting Henry. The, the the longer that I have Parkinson's, the the seems the the less I can do or or am capable of doing. Um, and so she's taking up more and more of the work. She's be, she's becoming more of a single parent, even though I'm there emotionally and 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 physically. But it's interesting uh, how the the duties get divvied up differently over the course of time and and. She gets frustrated too because she doesn't have downtime because she's she's homeschooling Henry uh, and then she's she's you know there all the time. It's a twenty four seven thing. There's no break, so it, it's it's hard on her to deal with that and then also deal with being my caretaker, quote unquote. Even though I'm you know, still capable, but you know she's there for me emotionally and trying to figure all that out. It's 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 you know it's hard. And God bless her for homeschooling. I would not be able to do that. I am not a teacher whatsoever. And I, I commend anybody for doing that. You know, as much as I love my baby girl, work is an escape. <laughs> work break. is an escape. Being a mom, I think is just tough. And I think a lot has to do with, for me, doing it on my own. I don't have a choice. I mean, I do have a choice. I could, you know, marry whomever. But I don't want to marry just whomever. If I find someone, I want it to be for the right reasons, not just out of um, need in that way. But this also, it seems like while she doesn't have downtime, there again, you know, I'm a little bit of a Pollyanna and then I think of everything in the positive. But what a beautiful time for the two of you to connect on a deeper level as a married couple does it does it cause more problems than positives have you has this drawn you closer because a lot of times it does tear couples apart no it's certainly brought us closer together uh there's a lot more intimate conversations uh, a lot more open discussions about what we're thinking and feeling and how we're doing and uh, what we need from each other. I host a podcast called When Life Gives You Parkinson's and every episode we sit down together in our bedroom and have a conversation about some topic for, you know, five or 10 minutes uh, and just sort of let the audience listen in. That's been really, you know, rewarding for us to just be vulnerable and be real and allow ourselves to feel what we feel and, and hear each other out and support each other. And uh, and I think it's really important because, like, it will grow in you. You know, there's no way to change it. No way I could help if she doesn't share with me, and there's no way she can help me if I don't that share with her. That is such an incredible lesson, and I am so jealous right now because that that's a relationship that I would want to model after. And I've never had that, oh, you know. Thank you. So that's beautiful. I don't think there's enough support for uh, people with uh, young onset Parkinson's disease. 
Well, Allison mentioned how people aren't aware that you're going through this unless they see the tremor or the dyskinesia. And, there, you know, there's 40-some-odd symptoms that you can't see with Parkinson's that people are suffering through silently. Uh, and so it is hard. You know, it's hard to, to know for people to know when to support you and what you need unless you do make yourself vulnerable and ask for it. So enough support, enough awareness? No, never. You know, not until, you know, they cure this thing. But, uh, you know, th there is great support. I go to a support group with the uh, Parkinson Society of British Columbia once a month on a couple of boards that we're raising research funds for Parkinson's. I, I find my online community continues to grow. Like e even with young, young onset Parkinson's, there's not a lot of support for us because things are happening in the middle of the day. And so that's when I'm working. And there's not usually weekend classes or nighttime classes. Uh, there's a few here and there. Uh, so I get to those as much as I can. But there's not a lot of resources uh, that fit the lifestyle of somebody who's a parent and somebody who is uh, working full time. That's frustrating. I would agree. That's been a big complaint of a lot of young onset Parkinson's patients or people that there's just not enough resources for the young onsets. But I will do one more than that and say there are hardly any resources for women with Parkinson's, namely young women with Parkinson's. There's not been hardly any clinical studies, uh, enough research done. And we are becoming a much larger group than I think the researchers and the scientists understand. I feel like our, our monthly cycle and men, uh, menopause play a huge role in the efficacy of our, our drugs. Our meds don't work about 10 days out of the month because of my cycle. So that's incredibly frustrating because my dyskinesia, I have to take more of my carbidopa levodopa, then that causes more dyskinesia, which then my dyskinesia medicine doesn't work. So it's just a, a, one of those uphill battles. That would be, I guess, my, my biggest frustration. As far as support, you know, my family, well, no one in my family has ever had Parkinson's. So they only know it through me. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a strong willed, stubborn as a mule, independent woman. So they don't see what could be. And it's even jarring for me whenever I go to a function and there are people around my age that are you know, exhibiting much more of the symptoms. But I find that online through Facebook, I have met people from all around the world. I, you know, do speeches and I get different people's names and we connect uh, that way. And so from the, the Parkinson's community, I feel like I'm pretty well established and supported, but my family and friends, they are my tribe. And when I say my tribe, none of them have PD, but yet while they may not understand everything that I'm going through, they're there for me 100%. Allison, have you had to uh, talk to the teachers or the kids at, at uh, Emma's school about I what's have, going on with you? I um, live my life pretty much as an open book. And I also have found it, maybe it's just my mechan coping mechanism, but 
to go ahead and just address it straightforward with her teachers, as well as her principals, everyone involved with her is very well aware up front, hey, I have Parkinson's. Yet she's never late for school. She's only gone from school when she's actually sick. Rarely am I sick. So, you know, she's there on time. She's clean. She's fed. She has her homework done. And I make sure almost overcompensating for the fact that I have PD, I always try and make sure that she's doing better. I'm more involved than most other parents because I never want anyone to second guess and say, oh, that's the mom that has Parkinson's. So Larry, you know, if you were just diagnosed, what were some of the things that you wish you could have been told by somebody? Well, it's interesting because, you know, at the time I didn't know anybody who had Parkinson's other than Michael J. Fox and I knew Muhammad Ali had it. And so you don't think about these moments in your life. And so I wish somebody who was young onset, who had a family, could have sat me down and go, listen, just it's going to be okay. You're going to live a long life. You're going to... Uh, you should be honest with your kids and involve them in it, you know, or your son, uh, in my case, um, and be real about it and be real about what you can do on a given day. I, I still beat myself up because it's hard to recover from things. Like I can do things, but then the recovery is uh, so much more. I, I, you know, it's two o'clock on a Saturday and I got to take a nap because we went to the farmer's market. And so accepting life is, you know, it's going to change. It's going to be okay. Uh, you can move forward. I just was introduced to this great new book and I wish I would have had two years ago. Uh, it's called Shaky Hands uh, by uh, Dr. Sonia Mather, who also has Parkinson's. And it's, you know, it's a Parkinson's guide for kids. And uh, that that's, we, we've been reading that at night. I read something to my son every night before bed. He just wants his dad. He doesn't care that you have Parkinson's. He doesn't care uh, that you're shaken. He doesn't care that you're slower. He doesn't. He doesn't. He just wants his dad. Uh, and it's as long as you can still give him the love that he wants, everything's going to be okay. I would agree. I mean, for me, I've never hid that I have Parkinson's from Emma as as long as I've been diagnosed. But I've also made sure to not build it up and give her more information than she needs. I feel like if I was newly diagnosed, you know, and, and you've got the bells and whistles going off and you get on the internet and you read about all the, the things that could, may, will happen to you. It's really setting yourself up for a dangerous path. And it's also not doing your children any service. I feel like, you know, move while you can, do as much with them, for them, as you can. And as you said, you know, you're building these amazing memories of quality time with your child or with your children. That's not something that you can ever regret. Cherish it forever. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we tell Henry that he can ask us about Parkinson's whenever he wants. And sometimes I'll come home for work and he goes, dad, 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 come here, come here, come into the bedroom. I, I have to ask you a question about Parkinson's. You know, and it's usually he just wants my attention and he knows that'll get it. Uh, but he'll he'll pull me in and he goes, now, why do you have Parkinson's again? You know, he'll just ask, he'll go, okay, that's enough. Uh, that's enough. When he's done, he's done. Uh, but but he he knows that he can ask us anything at any time. And and usually it's one or two questions. And then he's on to, you know, watching the, his iPad or, or watching or, or playing with his race cars or whatever. And so it's just, just part of growing up. <laughs> 
Larry, it was such a pleasure meeting you over the airwaves. I can't wait to actually meet you in person. I know, Allison. It's going to be great. I, I don't think that uh, I'll be participating in American Ninja Warrior, but I'll be there to root you on the next time you go on. That sounds terrific. <laughs> great. Parkinson's Life is supported by the European Parkinson's Disease Association, Europe's only Parkinson's disease umbrella body. For up-to-date research and information about living well with Parkinson's, visit epda.eu.com. Thanks for listening to the Parkinson's Life podcast. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. It helps others to find us. And if you'd like to share your story, offer suggestions for future topics, or tell us what you think, you can visit us at parkinsonslife.eu. Look out for episode two, which will be released in the coming weeks. And until then, take care.